When you know that you are queer, but your favorite drink is beer, that's gayish. You can bottom without stopping, but you can't stand going shopping, that's gayish. Oh, gayish, you're probably gayish. Well, life's just too short for narrow stereotypes, so it's gayish. We're also gayish. It's gayish with Mike and Kyle. Hello, everyone in the podcast universe. This is gayish. The podcast that autocorrects to garish. Oh, or grayish sometimes. Oh. I see that all the time. <laughs> uh, garish is more on brand for us, though. <laughs> it kind except, of fits. Except, it knows. Except for my hair, maybe. But, oh. you know, <laughs> uh, I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. And we're here to bridge the gap between sexuality and actuality. And today... Today... We're going to talk about something I am and you are not. Yep, that's true. Gunkle. We're going to talk about gunkles. Um, but first... But first... Okay, sure. Um, we got some feedback. Oh, okay. Which I'm pretty excited about. Okay. And uh, yeah, I'm going to read it now. Do it. Are, are Coward. You... <laughs> <laughs> I can do it. Great. Great. Oh, saucy Kyle is here today, everybody. Watch out. Guard your loins. Gird your loins? I like to gird mine. Yeah. But... You should guard them. You, everyone else should guard them. <laughs> here we go. Okay. Hello, Mike and Kyle. I just listened to your cisgender episode, and it struck me that there was no mention of people who are intersex. I thought for sure you'd bring it up when talking about chromosomes. I'm not going to preach or complain about this oversight, just saying. Also, you mentioned J.K. Rowling in this episode and have mentioned her in past episodes. Please be aware that there is a vibrant subsection of the Harry Potter fandom who are vehemently against J.K.R. and who are outraged and hurt by the turf apocalypse she instigated. I am a member of this subset of fans who no longer feels the same joy for HP, but who continues to interact with our second family that has grown out of the fandom. Groups like MistyCon, for example, raised close to $4,000 for the Transgender Law Center at our last Wizarding Fan Conference, where we celebrated our LGBTQIA plus selves and community members in a safe space. We even had a drag performer at our opening stage show, Clitoris Umbridge, and gave Florida the middle <laughs> finger. We all think JKR is a fuckface asshole, but we carry on without her and refuse to give her franchise any money. Just thought you should know. Love the show. When I found it, it filled a hole crying laughing emoji that I had not realized existed in my heart. I'm simultaneously entertained, informed, and validated when I listen to gayish. Thanks for that. Best. You, Stacy, Stace, Santiago, Pisani, they, them. Thanks. Hey, thanks. Appreciate that. You're right. I, I, uh, I, I think that the whole intersex thing really was a, a miss on our part for the cisgender episode. And uh, uh, sorry, sorry about her. Yeah. We, should, we need to do an entire episode on... Intersex. Like intersex and have someone on to, to talk about it. Yeah, it's, I think, one of those things that proves that biology is not as simple as everyone wants it to be. Yep. Um, because there are real people that exist that are intersex. And yep. th it's just a true fact. And there's no escaping it, you know? So. Yep. Yep. There are more options than XX and XY. Mm -hmm. And there are more options for how any of those letters combine and express themselves in a physical form of the body. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Thanks for that email. Yeah. Thanks for the email. And now the news. Shut your mouth hole. It's time for your ear holes. News. 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 Uh, news the first, Kyle. Yeah. Yeah. Today's a shit sandwich. Okay. I'm putting, I'm putting the crappy one in the middle. Oh, great. So we're starting with a good one. Ooh. Yeah. I'll listen. Great. Okay. <laughs> uh, in a press release through the labor union communications workers of America, 
Uh, the employees of Grinder announced that they are launching a union. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so approximately 100 eligible members of the union signed representation cards at Grindr. Uh, Grinder United, which is the name of the union. Uh, Grinder United members come from departments all across the company, including cloud engineering, customer experience, design, engineering, IT, marketing, privacy, product, and quality assurance. They are unionizing to protect current benefits that would be maintained through a collective contract. They're going to push for gift matching, a professional development budget, cost of living pay increases that match annual inflation, and uh, clear severance protocols in case of layoffs. They also are trying to address the fact that their new CEO, George Arison, who took over the company in October, uh, apparently has some pretty pretty problematic anti-LGBT ties, like donating money to candidates that don't support us and he he also has voiced public support for Virginia Republican Governor Glenn Youngkin, who has not been great for us. Hmm. That's so wild to me that you would be the CEO of Grinder. Like that doesn't it doesn't make logical sense unless you just say it's like about the money. Yeah, you yeah. know that's yeah. yeah. Talk about sleeping with the enemy. Yeah, I bet he's not even that cute though. Um, <laughs> Of course, the spokesperson for the company said the most spokesperson-y thing ever. Sure. Quote, we respect our employees' rights and point of view, and we will continue to work together to make Grindr a great place to work for all. Um, that was a nothing statement. That was an absolutely nothing statement. <laughs> they, ha- they have to, like, balance, if it does happen, probably against their wishes, because companies mostly don't want their employees to unionize but when that does happen then they tout it as like look what we did yeah. you know they have to sell it as like something that they supported a whole time and yeah. th- it's a great place to work come on look what we did it's yeah, yeah. well the, the union is saying that they hope grinder voluntarily recognizes the union but that uh, they're not holding their breath and that they're still going to work with the National Labor Relations Board to force the issue. Mm-hmm. There are laws about the way unions operate in this country. And so Grinder either has the option of like playing nice or being forced. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But yeah, I just the idea that there's a Grinder union really makes me happy. Yeah, I know. It's <laughs> I, I mean, even on some of the like you, it's a business, like everything is a business and an app like Grinder. Even though it just seems sketch, like there's someone back there coding. Yeah. The there's for your Pornhub. There's someone there that makes that website happen. Yeah. And yeah. And you know that their parents are proud of them. <laughs> One thing I hate about Grinder these days though is the fucking boost feature. That's so horseshit. Oh. Like I what want is it? I want the grid to be in geographical order mm. from the like, closest at the top down but now people can pay to boost themselves and that pops them to the top of the grid even if they're not the closest one hmm. so like ooh, there's a new hot dude oh he's four miles away he just paid for a fucking boost fuck you <laughs> it's, it's, it's upsetting uh, sounds like you should get off that platform i know should you get off that platform i yeah, maybe mm. we'll talk about that in the patreon <laughs> monthly <laughs> bonus episode oh, when okay. we do personal news okay okay News the second. This I, I warned you. You warned me. This is the shitty one. I'm bracing myself. Great. Uh, so do you remember last year when I covered the story that Ooh. the neo-Nazi group Patriot Front was trying to disrupt the uh, Coeur d'Alene Pride Festival in Idaho? Yeah. You don't. That's no, no, fine. Don't. <laughs> so, so there were 31 members of a group called Patriot Front who tried to disrupt North Idaho Pride Alliance's Pride in the Park event in June last year. 
And they only caught them because a concerned citizen saw people who, quote, looked like a little army jumping into a U-Haul van uh, were headed towards the area, and they called in to tip the police. So the police found riot gear, a smoke grenade, shin guards, and shields in the van after pulling it over. And uh, they found a bunch of documents that outlined how they planned to form columns around the park, move forward until barriers to approach could be established. Uh, They were trying to disrupt pride. Don't document it. Like if you're going to do something kind of sketch, don't put documents together that outline your specific and exact plan. Yeah. That seems like a miss. I'm, I'm with you. And Not that I want to give neo-Nazis advice on how to do this better, but... Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, make all the documents you'd like. Document exactly what you're doing. <laughs> Just you... Yeah, you, you consulting a neo-Nazi group on like, here's what you really should have been doing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Um, okay, uh, so a lot of them went to trial. And Forrest Rankin, Devin Center, Derek Smith, James Michael Johnson, and Robert Whitted were all found guilty last week on Thursday... After an hour of deliberation following a three-day trial, and they were each sentenced to five days in jail. Mm. They get two days served as credit, and they get one year of unsupervised probation. They also have to pay a $1,000 fine minus the $300 bail that they posted. So basically, basically, if you get caught before you do the horrible thing, basically no punishment, right? right. Like Their plan was to go and terrorize Pride who knows what would have happened had they actually made it there and carried through with their plans. But because they were idiots and got caught, they only have to do five days in jail. But you can't punish someone for something they didn't actually do. Like, I know how, I know that's frustrating, but, and they wrote down all the plans, but they didn't actually do it. But then isn't like law and justice supposed to be a deterrent of some kind, right? Like, I... I don't think prison is ends up being a deterrent. I think that's probably true too. I, I, I understand. I just, it just makes me so upset that like you could do this shit and just like five days. That's all. Hopefully they're on some watch list or something. Like hopefully there's, they're keeping an eye on these people. Cause like five days in jail is not going to stop them from doing whatever they were planning on doing. Yeah. 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 I, I mean the, the Southern poverty law center uh, has them on their list and the anti-defamation league has them on their list. I suppose that there's been enough like press about this and their names are out there enough that like they probably aren't working for anybody like that good. isn't yeah. Anybody good. <laughs> yeah. Um, Patriot Front stickers, by the way, were used to deface the Pulse nightclub shooting memorial in Orlando. So, like, they're well known in the bigot community. Um, But, yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Anyway, anyway, Kyle. Yeah. Fuck these fuckers. Fuck they stick bag assholes. Yeah. Uh, Okay, news the last? News the last. News the last. So... Kevin Maxson has become the first male coach in American men's professional sports to publicly come out as gay. He is the assistant strength and conditioning coach for the Mm. Jacksonville Jaguar NFL team. He's one of the reasons they're so strong and burly. Yeah. Thank you. A big thanks goes out to him anyway. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for beefing up those bodies. Yeah. Coach Maxson. Maxson. For toning our boys. Like Maxing. Like. Oh, like min Maxing. Yeah. Oh, or like, yeah, what's your max bra? What's your max? <laughs> what's your max bench? Is it max day? <laughs> what's your one RM? Um, okay, so uh, he said, quote, I don't want to feel like I have to think about it anymore. 
I don't want to feel like I have to lie about who I am seeing or why I'm living with someone else. I want to be vocal in support of people living how they want to live, but I also want to just live and not feel fear about how people will react. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, he has the support, at least the outward support of the rest of the coaching staff, including the head coach. And yeah, it's all over ESPN today. So I mean, football needs more out people. And so if that starts with the coaching staff and not the players, like, so be it. Like they, they just sports in general, major sports, men's sports needs more out representation. There's just a, a severe lack of it. And we know statistically <laughs> there are more gays in there than are out. We're everywhere. We're everywhere. Even the locker room. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a threat. Uh, a few female coaches in U.S.-based leagues have come out publicly, including Katie Sowers, a former assistant with the San Francisco 49ers. And then, of course, Carl Nassib became the first active NFL player to come out as gay while playing and played in a game after coming out. <laughs> That's like a weird mixture of firsts, but is, yeah. is nonetheless true. And But I agree with your assessment. Like We need more particularly NFL affiliated folks to be out. Cause it seems like that's a particularly toxic league yeah. uh, for, for these kinds of things. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, of course all of the swimmers and soccer players came out, but yeah. like plenty of those. We, now we need, <laughs> now we need basketball and football, everybody. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, baseball. Do we have baseball out people? There are no out people in baseball. There are no gay people in baseball. <laughs> gay people don't play baseball except for lesbians. And the guy that invented the high five. Yeah, that's right. That's true. That's true. Yeah, what the fuck was that guy's name? I forget. Who knows? High yeah. five McGee. Well, he was banging Tommy Lasorda's son, but I don't remember his name. Well, anyway. Still, you pulled that name. That's impressive. Well, you know, he was SlimFast commercials, Kyle. <laughs> it's just our age showing. Anyway, that's the news. That's the news. Speaking of pulling names, I have no names to pull. We have no new Patreon members, but this is a reminder that we have our Patreon happy hour. Every week, we don't get new Patreon people. We're losing money. Because of the cost of living. Yes. Increases. Inflation is Inflation, everybody. <laughs> Inflate us, please. Um, we have our Patreon happy hour. Next one is Wednesday, August 2nd. We do those once a quarter. And uh, it's a lot of fun. Anyone at any level can join. So if you want to hang out, try it out. You can join at the $2 level. That's the lowest uh, membership costs that you can join for just $2 a month. And hang out with us at the Patreon happy hour. Plus get all the other benefits that come along with it. Like episodes of day early and ad free episodes at the $5 level, you get so much bonus content. It will boggle your mind. If you're all caught up, we have almost 50 bonus episodes for you to listen to. And we do weekly bonus segments. So we have tons of content for you to listen to. Yeah. And, and if you need the link to the happy hour, it's in the Patreon app. So if you're like, or patreon.com like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's how you find it. Because I think some people don't know, how to find it like they support us on patreon but they just like once you sign up for the rss feed it just shows up in your podcast player you don't have to go to patreon so either go to go to the app or patreon.com slash gayish podcast and you will find it posted uh, amongst the bonus content we would hope to see you there yeah this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. it sure is hey mike hey kyle what would you do if you had an extra hour in your day Okay, we talked about this the last time we recorded an ad, and I said I thought I would do cooking. Uh-huh. I actually did. I talked to my therapist, and she was like, what would you do for an extra hour? And I said I would cook, and so I did. And this weekend on Saturday, I made a recipe I'd never made before. It was French onion mac and cheese, and it was delicious. Well, if you want to improve your mental health, be a podcaster and record an ad about mental health. Yeah. <laughs> 
If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's completely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Visit BetterHelp.com slash gayish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash gayish. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash gayish. French onion mac and cheese, that's what makes me happy. Yum. Hey, Kyle. Hey, Mike. Do you remember when prep came out and it was a game changer? Oh, my God. Biggest news. We were all excited to get our hands on it. Well, it's happening again. (laughs) It is. Imagine a world where STIs are no more. Doxypep is what we're talking about, everybody. You can get Doxypep from Shameless Care, and Doxypep has been proven to be up to 90% effective at stopping STIs like chlamydia, gonorrhea, and syphilis. It's just like PrEP was for HIV, but now for all of those other things, too. And where can you get this? You can get it from Shameless Care as a top telemedicine provider with board-certified physicians across 50 states. They have a mission of making DoxyPep accessible and affordable. Answer some medical questions on the website, and one of their physicians will prescribe DoxyPep to you. Viola! It's shipped straight to your door in discreet <laughs> packaging. <laughs> and DoxyPep at Shameless Care is crazy affordable, just $109 a year. That covers the online evaluation, the medication, and the shipping. So if you're ready to rewrite your story and discover the joy of carefree intimacy, visit shamelesscare.com slash gayish to take control of your sexual health. That is shamelesscare.com slash gayish. Your liberation is waiting. Be sure to use lube. You want to talk about gunkles? Yeah, let's talk about gunkles. So, yet again. Yet again, I fucking worked your ass, Kyle. Ooh, wow. Wow. <laughs> I don't know about that phrasing. Every month, we put up three topics, and we have our gap bridgers, who are like producer-level supporters in Patreon, choose which one of those becomes a full episode. And we have a tiebreaker also for for uh, other levels of support can vote in case we have a tie because we have had ties before. Yep. But um, the, the, the thing we've sort of fallen into is that whoever won last time only gets one and then the other of us gets two. So I put up Gunkles and Janet Jackson and, and I put Twonks. And you put up Twonks, which is, I, um, it did really well. I'm surprised. I thought Twonks was going to take it. Um, Twonks can take me. Yeah. But they didn't take it this time. Um, they didn't come in first. So that's going to be our bonus episode this month is Twonks, since that came in second place. And no love for Janet Jackson. I'm very upset. No votes for Janet Jackson. <laughs> well. But Gap Bridgers get to decide. What what we what topics we talk about? Uh, do you want to talk about Gunkles? Yeah, now, let's though? talk about Gunkles. So Gunkles won. Yeah, and, fuck off. And we're gonna we're gonna do it. Um, and we're gonna do it. Yeah, but I, I I wanted to talk about the history of Gunkles. We did talk about, as someone pointed out, we did the gay uncle theory as a bonus episode. I think a long time ago for Patreon. Yes, that's um, correct. It was uh it was in uh two thousand a million years ago. It was in twenty twenty. It was in June of twenty twenty that we did it. It was it was a uh, uh, Patreon bonus episode number 12. And so... So I, we'll talk about that as part of this conversation, but we're going to talk more broadly about it. And this is the... Uh, we haven't talked about it on the public feed. Yeah, right. Exactly. So if if you don't want to hear the repeat information, just like calm down 
it's fine. <laughs> I don't know that anyone was complaining. Uh, they were just pointing out. Yeah, I'll, but we'll talk about a broader spectrum of gunkles, including the history. What was the history? The history of gunkles. So uh, gunkles, in, in case you've been living under a rock, that is a portmanteau. A portmanteau is when you take two words and mash them together to make a new word. This is a combination of gay and uncle. Makes it gunkle. Get it? da 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 uh, uh, <laughs> let's really lock in there what this is and I was looking around because I was like well obviously the other one is called lesbians right and, oh, and, but, I love it uh, but I, I found just like a couple of t-shirts and that's about it lesbians get it together why is and, there no lesbian version why lesbian sounds great lesbian sounds great I'm making it happen Kyle please yeah <laughs> yeah Lesbians, get it together. Yeah. Uh, anyway, but we're going to talk about gunkles. Okay. And uh, so as near as I can tell, it very first appeared in print in a 2001 article by David Wallace in The Advocate, which The Advocate is the source of a lot of the news that I that I talk about, but it's a venerable gay magazine. It's been around for a really, really long time. Uh, the 70s, I think, is when it got started mm. uh, in the Bay Area. So so yeah, that, that was the first time that it a- appeared in in print anyway most uh portmanteaus are lost to antiquity like we don't know when they actually mm. started people start saying them and then that they sort of spread like meme style throughout the language and that's the case here as well so it, it almost certainly was being said in the 90s but um not much further back than that mm. uh, appears in print in 2001 it got added to urban dictionary by uh jack's hulk uh october 15th 2008 so that's well into Urban Dictionary's existence. So you you can you can tell, like if it didn't if it wasn't in like version one of Urban Dictionary, <laughs> if it took them a couple of years to get to it, you can be pretty sure that that's when it reached critical mass or whatever. Do they do a print edition of Urban Dictionary? Like no, that would be that I would I would love to have just a print version in our gayish library. It doesn't exist, but that just seems like a real fun thing to have on hand. I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. They don't sell that. That's a miss on their part. That is a miss on their part. Like. Fifth edition finally came out of Urban Dictionary terms. Yep, yep. Uh, so, 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 a couple of historical gay uncles or potential gay uncles, because like these these things are, you know, it's always problematic right. to retroactively say that this person was 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 gay, even if they did a bunch of gay stuff. Even if they did a bunch of gay stuff. So some some people in the gunkle space uh, want, <laughs> like to point to James Buchanan. Uh, he was the 15th president of the United States. He was a bachelor. His first lady was uh, was his niece. And so in a world where we accept that he really was gay and he really was banging Senator King from New York, they <laughs> like they were Uncle Fancy and Aunt Nancy is what they got called in Washington, D.C. socialite circles at the time. Uh, he is a gay uncle. It's interesting, like, this will come up, so we'll just put a butt plug on it for now, but, like, people calling people uncle, even if they're not necessarily your specific uncle, like, is a theme that comes up, especially for gay people. Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely true. Um, and and the, the idea of the gay uncle is uh, has been around for a really long time, right? Like, the idea of, I have an uncle, he never married. Yeah. That is, like, code for, oh, he was a faggot. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah for sure. So there are lots of examples of uh, of that around, but this blew my mind doing the research for for this for this show. Uh, somebody uh, in an article I was reading um, about about the Gunkel phenomenon, also from the Advocate in two thousand eight, 
said, quote, I didn't have a gay uncle growing up, but I remember the first one I saw. Hmm. It was Uncle Arthur on Bewitched. Did you watch? I, I watched Bewitched. I don't remember Uncle Arthur. Uncle Arthur was Paul Lind, who Paul Lind was just too fucking gay to function. Like <laughs> he was gay, 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 gay and coded gay and allowed to be like pretty gay on, on TV in the 60s. Um, but he was, he had that, that sneering voice and he had all of that innuendo, uh, super camp and, um, just would like roll into Samantha's life being fabulous. And, uh, so it it just, I I had never, I forgot about that character. Hmm. So the idea that like in the sixties, at least on TV, there was like a barely coded (laughs) or, or barely hidden, uh, super campy gay uncle character and that someone would like rec- like i feel like gays sometimes recognize that before other like straight people are sometimes like what and i think it sometimes takes gays to point it out to be like no that character is clearly coded gay like, yes that yeah. it's just something that maybe it's gaydar maybe it's just knowing the signals i don't know yeah well and I think even straight people knew. Okay, like, okay. This was, one wasn't a secret. <laughs> this one was less of a secret. Okay, maybe, maybe. And then, and then, of course, he was. I, I think he was on Hollywood Squares a whole bunch after mm. that. He, he did the the game show circuit. Paul Lind did. Hollywood uh, Squares is a great place for gays. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and Betty White. Um, can you can you think of any other like like media examples of gay uncles? No, I have a couple that I'll tell you about. So people that I looked up, but other than that. I'm not like, convinced that Uncle Joey from Full House wasn't gay. Oh. Was he ever with a lady? I think he, he was a comedian and kind of like. Did he date on and off? He did all of those voices, which that's not not gay. <laughs> the performing, like performance. And yeah. um, I don't remember, but I in my mind, he just dated women sometimes. But mm. I, don't, I don't know. Well, let me know if I'm wrong about that, everybody, because I it's been a while. I guess dating women doesn't exclude you from being gay. Being married to one doesn't. Mm-mm. Anyway, that's that's what I have for the history of gunkles. It's it's a it's a relatively new term, even though the concept is super old. Should I t- go into some of the famous gunkles? Yeah, let's talk about famous gunkles. Okay, I'm interested to see because I also tabulated a list of famous gunkles. I want to I want to see what the overlap is. Okay, if there is. Um, first, I want to talk about Beyonce. Great. <laughs> Not a gunkle. Not a gunkle. Not a gunkle. But uh, she did have one, Uncle Johnny. Uncle Johnny. Uncle Johnny. Uh, so around the release of the album Renaissance, uh, she said, or, or she wrote, quote, a big thank you to my Uncle Johnny. He was my godmother and the first person to expose me to a lot of the music and culture that serve as inspiration for this album. Thank, thank you to all the pioneers who originate culture, to all of the fallen angels whose contributions have gone unrecognized for far too long. This is a celebration for you. Yeah. That's super sweet. She had talked about him before at the 2019 Glad Media Awards where she won the Vanguard Award. Uh, she just <laughs> Also known as the Who Gays Love Award. The Who Gays Love Award. <laughs> Absolutely. The most popular like pop diva of the moment. Yeah. <laughs> um, she described him as the most fabulous gay man I've ever known. Mm. Um, she also... Hmm, right? <laughs> so, I mean, starting like... It's interesting. I hope that's on his gravestone. You know? Right? Like, <laughs> Quote, when, Beyonce, he, when he dies. Unless he's yeah, already dead. I don't, I don't know. know. He sounded dead the way she was talking about him. I suppose the past tense kind of like yeah. is telling. Yeah. 
She also said that, quote, he was brave and unapologetic during a time when this country wasn't as accepting. Hmm. Witnessing his battle with HIV was one of those most painful experiences I've ever lived. I'm hopeful that his struggles serve as open pathways for other young people to live more freely. LGBTQI rights are human rights. So there are some of these themes that I wanted to start to pick up as I was reading about Gunkles. And one of them is being fabulous. That's kind of a a descriptor of a lot of Gunkles when people are talking about them. It's interesting. I think this happens with the gay black culture or black women where uh, she mentioned the pioneers who originate culture. Mm. I think that is the case for a lot of the cultures, the words that make it into drag queens vernacular to popular vernacular. A lot of them originate with black queer people. Yep. Sure do. Another one that has a gunkle is Mariah Carey. Oh, she said, yeah, she says that she loves Christmas you know, her famous Christmas tune. Um, I bet you're hearing it in your head now. Oh, no. Um, she, Are we going to add that to the list now? I guess so. <laughs> I think we're bound contractually to add everything we talk about. Yeah. Sorry. Right. If you listen to that, sorry. You have to. <laughs> um, but she loves Christmas because of her gunkles, Bert and Myron. <laughs> that's a, Those are gunkle names. <laughs> If only it was Burton Ernie also. Oh, also so close, Mariah. Um, <laughs> can, can you can you tell Myron to rename himself? Myron, yeah, maybe his middle name is Ernie. We'll just pretend like that's the case. Um, she described them as having impeccable dress sense and well-styled hair and that the two shared a special bond. Great. I love that, like, what I loved about them is their stereotypes. Like, both Beyonce and Mariah now have, like, done similar things, right? About, like, they were campy over the top and they dressed amazing. Like, like that, should we just follow them around and listen to talk about their uncles for, like, episode ideas? Oh, for <laughs> sure. I mean, that that's something that I noticed is a lot of these stereotypes around what a gay man is supposed to be. Gunkles are kind of the epitome of those, yeah. at least in the minds of the people that see them growing up. And maybe it's because those some of those qualities being fashionable stands out when that's not a thing that men are supposed to do or allowed to do to have a gunkle that then shows up that way that really stands out and they do talk about touching things like a struggle with hiv or um or the the um relationship that they shared with you know there are some deeper things here but i absolutely noticed a lot of the stereotypes that that describe gunkles yep other famous gunkles. This is where it's more just a list of. Well, you named two. You t- named two musicians. Um, uh, Macklemore mm-hmm. has a gay uncle. That's uh, the 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 song um, same, "Same Love." Love. Yeah, uh, he talks about his uncles as being like a contributing factor to his reasons for supporting gay marriage. Yeah, um, yeah. So that's pretty great. What do you think about that song? Uh, when it came out, I would just bawl every single time. Aww. I would cry, cry, cry every single time. Um, there was a little bit of a backlash against it for being like, okay, like just because you thought you were gay a little bit doesn't mean you understand the struggles of gay people. I think there was a little bit of pushback on that kind of message that, which I don't know to, to, uh, what, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking through the lyrics and it's hard to do that and listen to you at the same time. So it makes me make a confused face. Let's, okay. <laughs> that explains the face. Thank you. Every now and then I just need to do a face check on you. Just to be like, why the face, Mike? Uh, is it something I said or, um, probably, probably, <laughs> um, yeah, it's just like, 
you know, I know what I, I don't think he said, I know what it was like, but you know, I, I remember thinking I was gay because I, because of these stereotypical behaviors that I exhibited. I don't know. I don't think I had the same kind of complaint. And he also had a queer woman singing the hook for it, which is the right thing to do. Mary Lambert. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. So who else did you have on your list? Oh, uh, well, so Macklemore has a gay uncle, uh, but, uh, Anderson Cooper is a gunkle. Oh, I had, I had Anderson. I didn't have Anderson Cooper on my list. Uh, his older half brother, Stan Stokowski has two daughters, Abra and Aurora. Oh yeah. Jim Parsons, Sheldon from, uh, the, the big bang theory is a gunkle. His sister, Julie has a couple of kids, Parker and Michael. That's your name. Um, I didn't have it. I'm, I'm like, was going to check off the ones as I thought, but I don't have these. That's awesome. So, okay. Keep going. Oh, okay. Well then I have a bunch of people, a bunch of famous people with gunkles in their lives. Oh, okay. So, which like Beyonce has a gunkle. Mm-hmm. Mariah Carey has a gunkle. So I think the, both lists are w- worth it. Like yeah. famous gunkles and famous people with gunkles. So uh, uh, Anne Hathaway has kids. Uh, she has a gay brother. So mm. um, her brother, Michael is a gunkle. Hmm. That makes me like her retroactively in the Dead Lords Prada better. Like, if you have some connection to the LGBT community, it it helps me yeah. give you a, like more grace when it comes to either portraying an LGBT person or speaking on LGBT issues or something. It makes being in Brokeback Mountain, being in Brokeback Mountain, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> yeah, uh, Adam Levine has a gay brother named Michael. Hot gay brother, uh, and uh, he also has two two daughters, Colin Farrell has uh, kids with his former partner, Alicia, and has a gay brother named Eamon. Hmm. Uh, that, that's my list. That's, that's who I have. I have uh, Gunkle's uh, James Baldwin, Oscar Wilde. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Okay. 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 I was like, James, like James Baldwin, like, Dead civil rights activist James Baldwin. Yes, yeah. that's who you meant. Okay. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, RuPaul. I guess we didn't say they had to be alive. Okay. Go alive ahead. Alive or dead. <laughs> oh, RuPaul's a gunkle. That's true. Ian McKellen. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Harvey Milk. Oh, he's a, a gunkle. I according to this list I found on the internet. That's fucking interesting. A uh, little Nas X. Yeah, that boy hot. <laughs> um, according to this is from the the book The Gunkle Guide: Tips, Wisdom, Stories, and Advice for Everyone's Favorite Family Member, uh-huh. which I think it's interesting. Everyone's favorite family member. I think that is another kind of thing that it, like you're some of the stereotypes that we were just describing are expected of gunkles. They're supposed to be. The life of the party, they're supposed to be fabulous. They're supposed to be witty and charming. And, you yeah. know, I, I think there's... And sometimes they have crippling depression and you need to like not expect shit from them. But... Yes, yes. That, I think that's the problem is there are... This is the downside of even positive stereotypes is sometimes you feel like you don't match up to the expectation of what a gay uncle is supposed to be like, oh, well, you know, if you don't have kids, like I don't have kids. So my, the expectation is I can show up when I want to, but then lavish you with presents and be like cool and awesome and dress great. And if you don't meet those standards that can make you feel like a worse gunkle. Yep. So, yep. I, yeah. Well, and then you're going to talk about the gay uncle theory here in a little bit. There's like, you know, maybe some science about like present giving being your purpose in life or whatever. (laughs) Um, Some other gunkle things that I, that I found apparently a dude named CJ Hatter, uh, invented uh, Gay Uncle's Day. Oh, I wrote that down too. Did you? Yeah. Oh, 
Sorry. Uh, it's it's celebrated the second Sunday in August, so it's right around the corner. Yeah, yeah, we didn't time this episode out too well. Well, you know, we're busy, Kyle. We're busy. But uh, the 13th, it's going to be on Sunday the 13th this year, and uh, we'll be in San Francisco, I guess. <laughs> we're going to be celebrating <laughs> Gunkle's Day in San Francisco. Is that our plan? Yeah, but uh, it's it's uh, it's it's pretty new. It's been around um, since, again, that, that dude uh, invented it in... 2016 yeah cj hatter uh, he started it on facebook in 2016 and it's now i guess a thing and then there was a book called the gunkle written by stephen rowley and it started out as just a, a, a well not just it's a new york times bestseller so it's Damn. it's a, a good book that now i need to read <laughs> um but then he wrote a article called the humor and grief of the modern day gunkle in uh, lithub.com and just just talking about you know his impressions of becoming a gunkle and uh, having his brother send his two young boys to come visit him for a week at his home in palm springs and <laughs> all of the all of the experiences that he had through that but it turns out that that's being turned into a movie so there's, oh, wow. there's going to be a gunkle movie it's gonna be a gunkle movie currently in development uh jason moore who is the director of pitch perfect and also a bunch of broadway hits including avenue q <laughs> uh has been picked up as the as the director for Lion, Lionsgate, landed the rights to that book uh, and is is currently making it happen. Although I huh? suppose with the SAG strike, it won't be happening. Uh, well, who, who knows? Delayed. Delayed. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, uh, he this this dude Jason Moore. I didn't realize all of like the gay shit that he had done, like the Pitch Perfect movies and uh, Dawson's Creek. Wow. Did, did a few episodes of that. I'm then, thinking of Josh Moore, who's a gay porn star. Okay. Jason Moore is a different person, but that's they're brothers, though. Sure, we're, I don't know that, but like we're gonna, <laughs> they sound like brothers. We're gonna <laughs> start that that rumor anyway. So, like, be on the lookout for whenever the this allows, whenever the 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 industry gets its shit together and yeah. stops making AI robots run the world. <laughs> or, um, I think that's what they're striking about. That that is what they're striking about. They're striking about streaming, right? Like not being paid for streaming. Yeah, but everybody keeps talking about AI. That yeah. like they they don't want their faces fed to AI that mm. then can like do a whole movie with their likeness, but they get no money from mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Which okay, okay. Did you watch Mighty Morphin Power Rangers? Yes. Did you hear that Zordon? They basically AI'd him. No. That like he apparently showed up in the studio for one day. They took pictures of his face. They paid him fifty bucks, and that's all he ever got paid for being that character. Because the 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 likeness of the person, the voice was voiced by another dude. Huh. Um, but yeah, they just like took a few pictures of this guy and like used he was Zordon, but got zero money anyway. That's wild. Yeah, that has nothing to do with Gunkles whatsoever. I <laughs> apologize. Uh, let's see. Gay, Gay Gunkles Day. Gunkles the movie is coming out. What was the other thing? Oh, this this I thought was really, really funny. Apparently, so Ancestry.com has an article called, Where is the Gunkle family from? Um, what? So so they're, they're between 1840 and 1920. Uh, the United States Census shows eight families named Gunkel that lived in Ohio. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, so there was, there were, yeah. The, now who who knows what happened 
to them. Maybe maybe the right is right and they couldn't procreate. So they died out because <laughs> they were on an island in Ohio somewhere. Um, but yeah, apparently for some period of time in the census, there there were there was eight families named Gunkel and they all lived in Ohio. Wow. Ohio, explain yourself. Yeah. The Gunkel family tree <laughs> leads to Ohio. Yep. Yep. So that's we just gotta it's like a pilgrimage kyle we got i gotta go back there just like you know mecca that'd be cool to have like a gunkel conference or reunion (laughs) or just like everyone all the gunkels going and sharing stories like maybe they could bring their nieces and nephews and nibblings to i don't know to a thing and be like look I don't know what you would do. What events would happen at Gunkel Conference? We're, we're, we're Gunkeling. We're Gunkle Con 2023. Uh, that's the random Gunkel shit that I found. But tell me about the gay uncle theory, Kyle, which is funny because I think I told it to you last time. So we'll yeah. see, we can compare notes. Oh, God. See how we did. Okay. The gay uncle theory is based on, so I'll start with actually kin selection. Great. Um, kin selection, uh, Darwin said this in 1859. So you can kind of trace the roots of the Gunkel theory back to this book that, that Darwin wrote. And it says that national national selection <sighs> sounds like a neo-Nazi thing. Boy, it does. Natural selection favors a trait that has positive effects on the reproductive success of something's relatives, even if it's detrimental to itself. Yeah. You will, you will work to improve the reproductive success of your relatives even if it's something that's bad for you and humans that in humans were inclined to behave more altruistically towards kin than unrelated people. Think of the nice things you do during Christmas or Hanukkah for your family and not for anyone else. (laughs) Yep. Um, So that's where the gay uncle theory or hypothesis. It was referred to in a couple different ways comes about it. It's super important. This like this point is super duper important, right? Like like I was just making fun of people on the right that are like they like to make that fucking stupid ass fucked up fucking joke of like if you put a hundred gay men on an island in a hundred years, you'll find a hundred gay corpses. <laughs> You're right. We can't procreate. You're very smart. That doesn't mean that it's unnatural or a choice. There are evolutionary pressures that can create behaviors that aren't necessarily tied directly to a pro- procreative um an individual's procreative capacity yeah and if it's good for the species it can still get selected for yep 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 detrimental even if it's detrimental to yourself i think is a really important like interesting thing like when you look at the individual level like yep. why would something act against its own interests and maybe there is an evolutionary reason because they that's why they vote republican it's <laughs> <laughs> kind of true um So the gay uncle theory or the gay uncle hypothesis, it is people who themselves don't have children may nonetheless increase the prevalence of their family's genes by providing resources like food, supervision, defense, shelter um, to the offspring of their closest relatives. If you don't have kids, you may take care, like babysit your sister's kids. You may give them presents. You may help them you may provide money for their college what have you you may do a lot of things that help them and those are to your own personal detriment i have less money now i have less time because i'm taking care of you i have in the case of my brothers though when i babysit for them they have less beer 
Because <laughs> that's how I get through it. <laughs> is, that, is that how Gunkel survived babysitting yeah. is through beer? <laughs> I like that. Um, this was suggested by J.B.S. Haldane in 1932. Okay. So this theory has been around for some time. Probably a serial killer. That many, that, that many, many initials. Yes, that's true. But he killed this theory. Great. It is indirectly basically indirectly passing along the value for the person, even though it's taking resources from them, the value is their genes in a way still get passed along through their siblings. Yep. So it actually does your, it acts in your best interest. If you look at broadly trying to pass along some portion of your genes, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the theory was tested in 2010 in the Pacific Island of Samoa. They studied women, straight men and the Fafa, I knew I was going to fuck this up. Fafafine. Um, Fafafine. We've talked about the Fafafine a couple, a couple we have. times. Yeah. We have. Yeah, yeah. They are. They prefer other men as sexual partners and are accepted within the culture as a distinct third gender category. Yep. They are not gay. They, you know, I don't know. I. It's hard when trying to equate them to something they might be most equated to trans people, but they're, but they're not, they're their own thing in their own culture. Yep. So, you know, I, I wouldn't say directly like they are this and a reminder that gender categories are constructed by humans because this culture has its own subcategories of gender. And this is a third gender category. Yep. So we as humans devise gender categories. They're not innate. Yep. Anyway, and it wasn't because of TikTok. Right. Exactly. 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 <laughs> so they found that the Fafafine were significantly more willing to help kin, yet much less interested in helping children who are not family members. Yeah. So they kind of proved that this is the way the, at least in their culture, the way that the gay uncle theory works, it kind of proves out to be successful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting because the same researchers did this for other places and did not find the same thing. So in Japan, UK, US, Canada, there were... Um, yeah, but all those places suck. All those places <laughs> suck. <laughs> Fuck you, Japan, UK, US, and Canada. Um, broadly. I'm kidding. Japan eh. can stay. Japan? Yeah. <laughs> they were no more attentive and generous towards their nieces and nephews than straight, childless men and women. So... Just because you were a gay single adult did not mean that you were more likely to help your siblings than straight single adults. I don't know that that disproves what they think it disproves. I mean, I think it does. The idea that, oh, like, maybe it's not a gay uncle theory. Maybe it's an uncle theory. Right. Depending on if that would, I mean, part of this is the reason gays exist. This is an evolutionary thing that gay exists. The reason that we Unless, uh, without other measures, we'll not have children just by ourselves. Like the reason for that would be to limit the population and to help with others and grow our, our pass along our genes that way. So this says that maybe the gay is not the reason. All right. I'll buy that. So, yeah, I, I don't know how that compares to like, you know, just like they did, like, but do they still help out, you know, even the straight childless men and women still help out their family more than non-family. I guess they would, but um, so the last thing I will say about it is unfortunately in research, in life, in 
law we always it's always just following what the penis does yeah Uh, i read quote the evolution of lesbianism is relatively understudied it may work in similar in a similar way or be completely different sure that's helpful yeah so this is (laughs) it's one of these two things it's either only two things that can be (laughs) completely the same or totally different who knows but you know i i think we see that often where we are we always study men or make politics or laws about men and it's just you know yeah les- anyway lesbians are not studied so this is specifically a gay uncle theory yeah gay men are more threatening to society because of the penis yep probably yeah i did not see too much one thing you asked me separately is just like has anything changed yeah. um, and a lot of the articles and stuff i saw were around when this study of the Samoa people came out in like 2010, I think. So I did not see much new information. I don't think we have any new Intel Mm. that, you know, happened in the last several years since we last talked about this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's also the gay uncle gene, right? The, I don't know if it's a gene or a collection of genes, that part, that part I don't remember. It doesn't matter. I'm working from memory. Y'all, this is no, no notes, but there is the, the idea that the same, genetic influences that create gay men also increase the fecundity, the number of babies that a woman will have. So like very, very fertile women are more likely to have gay brothers. And that's related to the gay uncle theory that that's, that that's why, so that there's like another able body around to go kill the meat and bring it back to camp, (laughs) but not create more hungry mouths. Mm. Now I have to look up whether, uh, that is what fecundity means. My God. Good for you. The ability to produce an abundance of offspring. <laughs> but yeah, that, that, uh, that like, th- that's a fairly well-studied thing that is true. The gay uncle theory is like maybe a reason why, mm-hmm. but it might be some other mechanism completely. Right. Um, but yeah, th- there, there are women with a shitload of kids are more likely to have a gay brother, hmm. which that's interesting. Yeah. Or if they have brothers, those brothers are more likely to be gay. Hmm. Um, yeah anyway interesting yeah uh okay are you ready for this i'm ready for this i'm a gunkle and i am and i am bad at it oh i already hear some judgments that you're making of yourself but let's get into it great uh i have a niece and three nephews between my two younger brothers and um i i boy i don't know maybe i should have talked to them about this before like throwing it all out there i don't Mm -hmm. know but my 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 youngest brother uh has two boys and i think that maybe their mom hates me slash maybe doesn't want me to be around her male children in like a fucked up bigoted kind of way Ooh. because ever since they moved closer and have gotten older i see them much much more than i feel like i was allowed to hmm. when they were younger and Murph was living with them all. So I, yeah, I should, I should maybe verify my assumptions about, about all of that in my head. It's just like, she's a crazy bitch and she thinks I'm going to rape her children or something. So like I, I was like actively discouraged from 
being around them or in their life. Hmm. My middle brother, they're in Las Vegas. It's worth noting that this is the the woman he's divorced from. Yeah, right, 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 right. So they're not still together. His new wife's fucking amazing. Hmm. I heart her so much. And I'm welcome in their home, and they're there like every other weekend, and they live in the same city now, so I see my nephews with with more regularity. Hmm. But I'm also, I'm fucking busy, Kyle. I'm busy as fuck. I rarely go home, and when I do, it's typically just to see my mom or my dad. Hmm. Uh, Anyway... Uh, but yeah, so I, I like I have felt really very distant from them, at least compared to my experience of having uncles growing up where mm. I feel like I saw them all the time mm. and I'm just not that person. Did they, did, did your uncles like live in the same city? Same you? county. County. Yeah. Like my, my mom's brother uh, lived relatively nearby and, mm. and my dad's brother lived relatively nearby and then, um, uh, my my uncles by marriage I also saw because we were all just like on the clan system there in Yakima County and like everybody's birthday there was a party and everybody was there like uh, have like big family reunions every 4th of July etc cetera, etc cetera. Yeah. so and, th- and then with my middle brother's kids they're in Las Vegas and I don't know if you know this Kyle but that's very far from Seattle mm-hmm, it's, mm-hmm. it's just like difficult to see them yeah and uh, so I like follow pictures and like you know talk to them when i see them but it's just i just feel really distant and we don't we don't exchange gifts at all not for birthdays not for christmas so like this gay uncle theory idea of like me bringing them resources that's Mm. sure not fucking true (laughs) um so i don't know yeah i was gonna ask what kinds of things in your head are you supposed to be doing that you're not doing and you just mentioned gifts as as one of those things yeah seeing seeing them i think time Mm. you know uh i i wish that i knew them better and i I wish that they knew me better as well Mm. and i suppose there's time to fix that yeah especially as they get older and you know they they mature i think that that can shift their relationships with everybody in the family but also me by extension yeah um yeah and 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 then babysitting them giving them cards or money or gifts or something seems like a thing that gunkles are supposed to do (laughs) um i know some like gunkles will like full-on like take their nieces and nephews places like vacation or like like i mentioned this dude that wrote the book that had his his uh brother's kids to palm springs mm-hmm. um and i've yet to do anything like that but do you want to kind of but then i wonder if it would be weird because they don't know me hmm. right like like my <laughs> my uh my youngest brother's kids are like 15 and 13 now or something 14 and 12 that i if i were a better uncle i would know off the top <laughs> of my head yeah, he's 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 turning fifteen this year. Correct. I stand by that. He's okay. so he's fourteen. To just be like, hey, we've hung out a handful of times your whole life. Let's go on vacation. That mm. feels I don't know. Feels kind of weird. Mm. So, yeah, I don't know. You've met them. Yeah. It does it seem awkward or weird or like we barely know each other. <laughs> I mean, no, because I'm like the outsider and I don't know like how it feels for you or or them. So I feel like I'm looking in on a family. Like the fact that they would be comfortable just coming by, you know, when a flight changed and, and staying the night here feels like you're providing hmm. space for them to come by. And I've met, seen them a handful of times even. So yeah. that means you have seen them more than like you. I feel like I've, I see them more than I see my brother, like, you Mm. know, Mm. so 
that fact means you're already doing some things, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like not living in the same city is such a huge, like that such affects your ability to show, just show up randomly and hang yeah. out. So that makes, you know, holidays or events like going back once or twice or something more meaningful. I think that's how I think about it with my family. Cause I don't live by my immediate family. I'm not a gunkle, yeah. um, but I just think of that for my immediate family. Like that makes Christmas all the more important for our family is that we at least have one time a year we get together. Mm-hmm. Um, and then other times we hang out, you know, and as, as far as you know, you have no like plans to be a gunkle. Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, I, not, it's not up to you just so you know, it's but not like, up to you, <laughs> up, to, up to me. Absolutely not. So I cannot plan this part out, but I, there's nothing in the immediate future that, yeah that suggests I would be Doug and Koviak, our favorite fag stag. The, uh, his, his wife is going to pop any day now. Yeah. Do you have like any substitute gunkle feelings or ambitions for, for, for that, that child? Um, there, I think it's, you took some gay ass books to them. Yeah. I gave them, um, two books from the band book list. When I found out she was pregnant, I got them two books. Uh, one was the gay penguin book mm-hmm. and one was my name is jazz or I am jazz. Um, and yes, but I mean, everyone gave them gifts as part of their baby shower as well. Separately. Yeah. So yeah, I think Doug is the closest person to me that has had, that is having kids that also lives near me because mm-hmm. I have some, I, I also feel bad about, I have some really good friends from college. Girlfriends. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Who have all kids, had kids yeah. and I have done minimal things for them. But w- when we were in New York for the live show, you met with, we met with one that, yeah. and like hung out with their kid. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. So there's, I did a thing. Yeah. You did a thing. Yeah. I sent her some like, while she was pregnant, I sent her some like pregnancy nice things. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I feel like, especially with like mental health, I like come in and out of having the capacity to do things like even go to someone's birthday party, like not just family related or, or like these kinds of gunkle related duties, just like how much I can give to other people. And so I feel like I, that I, it sucks because I wish I was more present and more gave more presence and did more for people around me because I want to. Yeah. And don't always feel like I can. (sighs) <sighs> didn't expect to talk about this but here it is kyle so i'm also aware that like when my when my ex-husband left i had a period of time when i was so angry at happy straight people with kids mm. like actively avoided any of my like fraternity brothers that had families that were like doing well and happy and um had completely lost touch with like I mean the the best man at my first wedding hmm. because I I I just found it there was a period of time when I found it just so painful to be around straight married people with kids because I felt like I like m- my best chance of having anything even remotely close to that life was gone hmm. and uh so I wonder if that contributes a little bit to my feeling of distance as a gunkle I'm less conscious of it I guess with my brothers mostly because we really genuinely care about each other and, and uh, I couldn't completely avoid them because <laughs> Christmas is a thing, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. but um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, um, that's just popping up for me. Are you, are you still in that place? I don't think so. Hmm. I don't think so. But I also don't know how to like repair any of that or revisit any of that. 
am super, super ass busy. Like that's more than full-time job and traveling a fuck ton for work. And we're doing a tour for the podcast and uh, other projects that we have on top of doing this show, like, and trying to date people, like have a social life. It just, uh, things are so goddamn fucking full. When do you find the time to go like rekindle people you shut out because you were mad at them for the fact that you got a divorce? Like, that's just weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think one thing you can't do it all. Oh, that's true. I think that's something to like be aware of in yourself. And, you know, right now you just listed the things that you're making a priority. Mm. Is there anything that you would reprioritize? You know, I think it's worth examining your, like every now and then stepping back and looking at what's going on. And it doesn't, you know, that helps for thinking and planning for maybe next year of like what you want to prioritize in your life. Yeah. I also think that your closest friends are, friends that you could go years without talking to and you send a text and say, sorry, it's been so long. And then you're right back to where you were. I think that's part of the thing about those close friendships when you find them. And I'm also referring to not just friendships, but also like relationships with family members. Like if you were close and lost touch, you're allowed to just say, Hey, it's been way too long. Sorry. Let's try to, be I, I want to try to be in your life more or something like that. And that yeah. would be totally welcome. It feels weird to do to be the first person and to take that first step. But I don't know if that's important to you. Like, I think that's a text you can send and they would be very happy. Like if you got that text from someone, I'm sure you would be happy about rekindling. Yeah, but things. I'm the nicest person I know, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I don't know. I think, I think you, there's still plenty of time to, if you want to be the person that sends gifts to your niece and nephews, do it this year. Mm. Just start, make sure you have a list of their birthdays and send them some cash. Mm. I don't know. Mm. Or text people. And there's some ways to like, you know, every now and then just send a text and say, Hey, was thinking of you, or here's this picture of me traveling or schedule a time next year when you're going to visit. I don't know. I feel like there are some, like, what are the doable things? Yeah. What are the things that are within reach? And yeah. maybe there's something you can find there that helps make you feel a little bit closer to them. You're right, of course, as always. <laughs> well, it's also like, it's easier for me to say when I'm not the one asked to do anything. Yeah. You've been good about like staying in touch with your brothers. Like you've made, I feel like you've made that effort and that's resulted in them coming up to hang out and do that episode that people liked. And, you know, yeah. so. Yeah, they're great. Do we have a Patreon segment, Kyle? Yeah, for Patreon, I'm going to um, tell you about, I read a few different articles and came up with some of the themes that I found with um, what people talked about, like their their gunkles. Um, mm. So we'll talk a little bit more about the the gunkle themes. Great. But, but to, I don't know, I always want to come back to like the stereotype of the gunkle. Yeah. I think is very like you said before is very like take all the stereotypes you have of gay men and throw them into one person. And that's what it is. Yep. And I wonder if that's part of what you're measuring yourself against is the idea of what a gunkle should be. Yeah. Almost certainly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think so. And then, and, and my memory of what my uncles were like is the mm. other, the other, the other thing. Mm. So like trying to compare yourself to other people. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Which, yeah. yeah. Um, 
I don't know, be the best gunkle that you can be, not the gunkle you think you should be. Be the gunkle you want to see in the world. Be your gunkle. Be your own gunkle. I'm, okay, great. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Um, So, yeah, I think we did it. Great. We did it. We did it. Uh, So should we we take a break? Let's take a break. Let's take a break. Break. This is the part where Mike and Kyle take a break. So are we back? We're back. We're back. (laughs) We're going to do our gayest and straightest. We're going to do our gayest and straightest. But first. Programming notes. Hey. 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 Dick bags. Friends. Buy your fucking Chicago tickets. So day after tomorrow is our Chicago show. So you have 48 hours. Well, day Damn. after day after tomorrow, if you're on Patreon. Mm-hmm. And if you're on Patreon, you should get the half off code. Mm-hmm. Look for it in the app. Yep. But yeah, buy tickets. You have you have you have like so not very much time to get, and then come see us. Yeah. Please see us in Chicago at Sidetrack on Saturday at 1 p.m. Central time. Doors open at one. We'll go on at one thirty because we'll be backstage getting wasted. Yeah, drunk Mike and Kyle are coming to play. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, vote for us on the podcast awards. Yeah. We, as always, are in a heated battle with Derek and Romaine. Yeah. Um, so uh, we, a lukewarm battle. <laughs> a lukewarm battle. We're so invested in it. <laughs> um, but we need your votes. Go to podcastawards.com. There's not very much time left to vote for us. Voting ends July thirty first. So. Yep. Next week. That's coming up. Or it's like in four days or whatever. So podcastawards.com and vote for us in the LGBTQ category. And Kyle mentioned it at the top of the show, but our Patreon happy hour is coming up next week. That is August the 2nd, Wednesday, August the 2nd at 6 p.m. Pacific time. You will find the link to the Zoom in the Patreon app. Or on patreon.com. Speaking of dot-coms, ours is gayishpodcast.com. Our socials, we are on Facebook group, discords, spaces. Uh, you can find all that info of where we're at at gayishpodcast.com slash contact. And there's a World of Warcraft guild, y'all. And Ooh. because now Alliance and Horde can be in the same guild, it's one guild to rule them all. So join that. And there's a Diablo clan, Diablo 4 clan, too. So find them. Wow. Do it. Uh, our hotline, you can send us text messages or leave us voicemails. It's 5855-GAYISH. That's 585-542-9474. Standard rate supply. Our email is gayishpodcast at gmail.com. And our physical mailing address that I have not checked in like two months now is Post Office Box 19882, Seattle, Washington, 98109. Gay Centratus? No, local oh. gay bar review. Do, 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 uh, do. I'm going to talk to you about friends in, oh. in Prague. Uh, I was in Prague in the Czech Republic and went to a place called Friends. First of all, they had a cover. Okay. Is that an automatic dildo deduction? It was 50 Czech krona, which I think is like (laughs) $2.75. Okay, okay. (laughs) Um, It's a bus fare worth of... Yeah, but it was it was it was very cheap, and 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 Prague is really pretty cheap. Uh, there were lots of places that had beer that was like a dollar twenty five or a dollar oh, wow. fifty after after the exchange rate. Um, mixed crowd really enjoyed that. Uh, it was sort of in the basement of this building and had like a airplane hanger feel because it was like a domed ceiling. Um, I was definitely the oldest person there <laughs> by like a pretty wide margin. It felt like. Um, at 11 p.m., that's when I showed up. It was sort of dead, but um, but they uh, they close at six, so God only knows what it got like after Damn. that. Uh, I was like, I was drinking my Czech beer and hanging out, and I was thinking this is a two and a half dildo bar. That's where my <laughs> my, my brain was. Um, but then karaoke started, 
and they were having a karaoke competition of some kind. There's a severe language barrier here. So if I misread what was happening, <laughs> fine. But um, my favorite part was that the karaoke host would say no. Like, it has to be a gay song. It has to be an anthem or a banger of some kind, or you don't get to sing it. This girl walked up and she's like, I want to sing blah, blah, blah. And he said, no, you can sing Dancing Queen. <laughs> <laughs> wow, really laying down the law. <laughs> yep. Uh, and then, and then, uh, this girl came up and she said, I want to sing. I kissed a girl. And he was like, yes, that's perfect. That qualifies, <laughs> gave her the microphone. And then I have no idea where they were hiding, but about a million Czech lesbians showed up to scream. <laughs> I kissed a girl on the dance floor. And that made it a four dildo bar Four wow, dildos. Oh, wow. That karaoke competition really saved the day. Yeah, it did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now gayest and straightest. Now gayest and straightest. I'll go first. Do it. Um, so my gayest is listening to the new Britney single, the day. It came out. Yeah. It was announced earlier this week. Uh, came out on Friday, and so I had to, of course, listen to it that day. I'm surprised the universe didn't like send it to you early. That Just I like, didn't get yeah. message after message. Yeah, yeah, no, it didn't. I found it myself. Great. Um, cause everyone's slacking, I guess. Yeah. Um, my straightest is just thinking it was so bad oh. and kind of listening to it <laughs> the whole way through just because I felt like I needed to. Yeah. That happens with a lot of Britney's new stuff where the first time I'm like, this is so bad. And then I listen to it four more times and I'm like, I'm into it yeah. now. Yeah. I'm into it now. I mean, I also think that your like proven time tested undying love of Britney <laughs> has earned you the right to be critical. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, I, yes. And I feel like I'm aware of everything that is like who she is and what's going on. Yeah. So I feel pretty good. And yeah, it's, God, it's so bad. And I, I don't, I, but I think I might like it. I'm sure she would agree. You are not a roller coaster. I never be a roller coaster. She deleted her Instagram account. Oh, God. So. Great. It's hard to stay up to date. Great. What about you? What about me? Uh, so the straightest thing about me this week is my fridge is fucking disgusting. Oh. There's old pizza. There's moldy meatballs. There's old juice. There's it's just old juice. it's just nasty in there. It's very very gross. Um, I'm I feel bad, but that makes me feel better about myself when I sometimes <laughs> am like, oh, this bagel has mold on it. I think it's time to say goodbye. Yep. Yep. There's you know. Fuzzy fruit happens sometimes. <laughs> uh, and the gayest thing about me is that I have a broken garbage disposal. My sink, mm. my sink's garbage disposal just does not work. And uh, But there's a new one sitting here in a box. I'm just too gay to install it, I guess. <laughs> I, I, I've been avoiding it. I want somebody to bail me out. Somebody suggested TaskRabbit as maybe a way to have it happen. But yeah, just I'm, I can't be bothered. Yeah, I get it. It's like some of those things that are like passable that you can get by without they don't impede your everyday life like yeah or like or don't impede my everyday life enough enough yeah 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 <laughs> totally uh a listener's gayest and straightest uh this week we have another voicemail hey guys i just wanted to share with my uh gayest and straightest i drove across country visiting 20 states and every state that i visited that uh was right-leaning Dick bag fuck faces, as someone might say. I watched uh, very gay porn uh, over my cell phone signal, so that way it got recorded in that state. And my shirtest was uh, being sick of being on the road and hustling home to my girlfriend. Thank you. A bisexual gayest and straightest, I assume. 
I that's what I, my takeaway. Otherwise, the gay porn was like a donation. To- yeah. <laughs> I do love the idea of like this place sucks. I'm gonna gay porn them. I think that's <laughs> one of the the most unique ways to protest a location is by watching gay porn. So it shows up in their stats on like Pornhub Insights or whatever. I love that. Yeah, I love it. Um, thank you for leaving us a voicemail. If you want to leave us a voicemail of your gayest and straightest, we might play it on the show. Yeah. Uh, a special thank you to Paul Lind for being the just the gayest and for being that gunkle on Bewitched. Yeah, and thank you to all of the gunkles that exist in the world. Uh, we probably have some listeners that are listening right now. I'm right here, Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> Thinking all the rest. Great. Um, and thank you to our Super Gap Bridgers, Kit, Oliver, Andrew Bugby, William Bryant, Christopher M., John Carley, Stephen Porch, Yost Osel, Harry Shaw, Josh Copeland, Jonathan Montanias, Wadu, Forrest Nail, Patrick Martin, James Barrow, Steve Douglas, Explosive Lasagna, Michael Cubmington, Just Jamie, Kevin Henderson, Thomas B., Timothy Sora, Dusty Sands, A. Coleman, Chris Cachatorians, and Jerome York. That's not my best reading. You're doing great. No, thank you. You're, yeah, I, I, I ship this. Sure. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> uh, that's it. This has been Gayish from the Chris Cachatorian Studios. I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. Until next week, be butch, be fabulous, be you. See you next week. See you next week. Live show. Oh, yeah, in Chicago. Fuckers, come. Mm. Spell come? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, if you're paying for it, you should come. <laughs> <laughs>